Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey there, and welcome back to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today. If you are a loyal listener, welcome back. If you are brand new, if this is the first time that you are listening to the Freelancer to CEO podcast, welcome, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here, and you picked a really great day to join in on the fun because we have a super exciting interview today with my dear friend, Courtney, and she is dropping so much goodness. I cannot believe that this is a free episode. You are going to learn all about something that's a super hot topic right now in the freelancing world. Some people call them VIP days, some people call them intensives, whatever you call them, day rates. This is a really, really great way and an interesting way to scale your freelancing business. And Courtney Ibinger is going to share all of that with you how she did it, how that looked like for her and her business, what type of clients are a good fit for this, how she's been able to book more clients using this day rate model as opposed to when she was just using project-based. So super exciting interview. You do not want to miss this one. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you to my dear friend, Courtney, and then we'll dive on into the episode. So Courtney is a wife and a mama to a one-year-old boy and a former middle school teacher turned instructional designer. She grew up in Wisconsin, so she will always be a Midwestern at heart, but now she calls Greenville, South Carolina her home. Her favorite things in life are family trips to explore new places, iced tea with lemonade, and the excitement of helping a client set up their online course or membership. You do not want to miss this episode with Courtney. I will catch you in the show. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. Hey, Courtney, I'm so excited to have you on the Freelancer to CEO podcast. Thank you for coming on today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, you have such a cool story and you know, you and I have been friends and connected before, but you have taken a really interesting approach to your business and the way that it's evolved. So I'm super excited to dive into that today. But before we do that, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about you and your background, what got started in freelancing, all the good stuff, share that with us. Yeah, absolutely. 
So my background is in education, just like you. So I had always wanted to be a teacher. You know, when I was five years old, it was like, I'm going to be a teacher when I grow up and got my teaching degree. So I taught middle school for four years. And then that was in Wisconsin at the same middle school that I went to, actually. So that was a lot of fun. And then we made a move across the country to South Carolina for my husband's job. And so when we did that, it was just kind of a natural point for me to reevaluate if I wanted to keep teaching or not. So I was like, you know what, I want to try something different, but I didn't exactly know what that would be because it was kind of like, I'm always going to be a teacher. So we made the move and then I ended up getting a job actually at a local home building company in their design center. So I'd like help people pick out like their countertops and paint colors and it was fun, but at the same time, it was really boring. Honestly, when I wasn't those appointments, I, was, I went from teaching where you have no break at all during the entire day to a job where I was in an office, you know, Monday through Friday from eight to five. And I just was like, felt stuck. Like I'm done with my work. Why am I sitting here? And so I then stumbled across a Facebook ad for Michaela Quinn's program, Overwhelmed, Overbooked, and kind of jumped into freelancing from there. Um, quit my job three months later. And then since then, I have worked for myself full time. Well, kind of part time, but all full time for myself. So <laughs> it's so great that there are options out there for moms or just women in general, you know, just to be able to have a little flexibility to be able to make their own schedule. And I don't know if you're, you feel this way, but I am definitely, definitely someone who's like, I don't want people to put restrictions on me. Like if I want to be able to like take the day off, like I don't want to have to ask anybody to take the day off. Yes. <laughs> so when you first started out, I, I like to get the background of when you first started freelancing, what services did you offer? Mm -hmm. When I started out, I offered a lot of different services. So it was managing my aunt's Facebook page for her realtor business. So I did that. I like updated some fonts and clip art in products for TPT sellers. And then from there, I started to get a few Pinterest clients. So then I kind of mostly had Pinterest management clients. Um, but the bulk of my work was with TPT sellers and other people in education. And when did you decide that it was really time to stop offering like a little bit of everything here and there and really niche down in the services that you were offering. Yeah. So I got to the point where I was doing a lot of Pinterest management, these other random kind of tasks and jobs too, but I just wasn't loving it anymore. Like I felt like I was spread out between so many different projects that I wasn't doing one thing that I loved. So I knew that, um, if I was going to change up my services that I didn't want to market myself as a general VA and I wanted to start charging the higher prices. And so in order to do that, I was like, I need to figure out what it is that I'm going to focus on that I can kind of become known for and that people will pay me those higher prices for. Um, and so that's kind of when I was like, all right, you know, what do I want to do? And I had actually, while I was teaching my last year teaching, got my master's degree in instructional design, kind of as like a way to potentially move out of the classroom at some point if I did stay working with education, but be able to do something a little bit different than classroom teaching. So I was like, all right, I have this instructional design degree. I you know, know how to craft um, lessons and units. So it seemed like a natural fit, like 
duh, why haven't I been doing this all along? <laughs> and so from there, I really got into the online course creation space and really niched down into helping my clients set up all the tech for online courses and memberships. And how was that making that transition? Because, you know, I work with my students in my course and they, they are so worried to make that jump. And they think, but if I stop offering this, this, and this, then I'm closing myself off to all those potential clients. And I know, like I know, and I know you know that that's like the polar opposite of what happened. So I'd love for if you could speak to like going through that and how that helped your business by really finding that one service that you could offer. Yeah, absolutely. I totally get that because it can be really scary to feel like you might be saying no to some people, especially when you're like, I just need to be making money. Like, especially if you're in that place where you quit your job and you are um, working and doing a ton of different tasks and jobs, um, it can totally be scary. So I kind of had to get past that mindset block and trust all the smarter people than me that were like, this is, this is the right thing to do for your business. And I think once I did that, it really helped me get clear on my marketing and my message, first of all. So like I went and this was the first time that I started working on a website. So I was able to really um, make sure that my web website message was clear. And it really helped me focus on like the time that I was spending on my skills and learning my skills. So it helped me focus my attention on all the tech components of setting up online courses. So I knew that it was going to be profitable for me if I was spending my extra time watching tutorials and learning the things that I needed to learn in order to do my job well with online course creation. So I think it really helped me, like I said, focus my attention. And then the last thing is naturally from this, way more referrals started coming in because my clients knew exactly what I did and they were happy to refer me to other people that needed the same help. When it was, you know, I was doing a whole bunch of different things, people didn't really know exactly what it was that I did. Now they're like, oh yeah, you need an online course set up, like go talk to Courtney. And so I feel like it made it easier for people to talk and share about my services. Oh, music to my ears. Like totally. These are the things that it's like, yes, that's exactly why figuring out that one service that you offer that, that main thing is so important because all those points you said, and I love how you talked about learning that new platform because I know you work specifically in Kajabi and you could learn the ins and outs of Kajabi and you could become that authority in there as opposed to learning a little bit about Kajabi and then learning a little bit about WordPress and learning a little bit about, you know, whatever other platform there was, you could become known for that, know the ins and outs of that. And then I'm sure when you got on those discovery calls, like you felt confident because you knew exactly what you were talking about. Yes, totally. Exactly. So now you're the course, you know, you're helping the course creators, you're doing that instructional design and you've recently made a super exciting shift to your business model, which I cannot wait to talk about because selfishly I'm like, okay, I need to know more about this. You have started doing day rates, VIP days, intensive. There's a lot of different, you know, words for it, but could you talk to us about like what that looks like in your business and how it's different from what you were doing before? Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. Yeah. I am so excited about this too. And I have just loved making this switch in my business. So day rates, like you said, VIP days, intensives, they are a way of doing project-based work, but in a way more efficient manner and with virtually eliminating scope creep. So essentially clients can book me for a day a set of days. Sometimes it might be two days, depending on the scope of work to get their project done. So like, for example, in Kajabi, I can set up most online courses in a day. So instead of it being a four week long project, six week long project where I'm waiting for the client to get me their videos. And then, you know, maybe a week later I'm uploading their like supporting PDFs. And then a week later we're setting up the emails. It really just eliminates all of that wait time in those project-based, that project-based work. And instead the client knows exactly what they need to prepare for you ahead of time. And then you get to focus your full attention on their project for one day and knock it out for them. And it's just so much more efficient. And my clients are loving watching the project come to life in front of them over the course of a day. And like I said before, how this helps eliminate scope creep, there's, you know, when the day is done, the day is done. And so there's no like, hey, let's go back and like, I have, I re-recorded on my videos and I need you to redo those or, Hey, I've made all of these changes. And so it just really forces the clients to be super efficient with their work. And also, um, you as the freelancer get to be super efficient as well. I love that you brought that up because I am definitely a person like this is how I approach my business in general, like making investments because I am the kind of person where if I can invest in something that will save me time. I'm all for that. Like I, I want my goals. I want things done at my house. I want everything done yesterday. So this is an awesome thing. I can see this being a really great benefit for clients because sometimes that process, I know like creating my course, like it just, it, it does, it is a long process. So to have someone who can come in and say like, look, I can get this done for you in a day. I can see how that's super appealing to clients. Now, what type of clients are good for this type of model? Yeah. So there definitely are like clients that are great for this type of model and clients that aren't such a good fit. So it's really important if you're offering this service model that you're kind of aware of that as you're talking to clients on discovery calls, you can kind of get a feel for if this will work for them. Um, I would say the most important thing is the client needs to be someone who can make decisions and they know what they like and what they don't like. Because as you're working on their intensive project that day, you're communicating back and forth with them and they're available that day. It's not on like Zoom, but it's via like Voxer or Facebook Messenger. Um, So they need to be able to respond quickly and be like, yes, this looks great. Hey, let's change this and not super wishy-washy about things because then they're going to waste their day and waste their money on changing things, you know, back and forth. So They really need to know what they like and don't like. They also need to be responsible enough to kind of get their pre-work done ahead of time. So someone that's going to be like a super procrastinator and save all the work until the last second, they're going to be stressed out. And like, you don't want to be working with someone 
if they're just going to be stressed out and then, you know, the experience isn't a good experience for them. So the type of clients that like having a structure of like, this is what you need to accomplish and they're going to accomplish it and get it done because it has to get done for the project no matter what, they're a really good fit for this type of project. So I'd say any clients that are like thrilled at the idea of getting their project done quickly and done well, and that they don't need a lot of ongoing help beyond the intensive date. So there are some people that I've talked to that really want to hire the same person to set up for example, a course in Kajabi and maintain it on a monthly basis. That, that definitely is something that you absolutely could do. And some people offer a combination of like day rates and retainer work. But if you are deciding that you want to solely focus on doing day rates, then um, you just have to be really upfront with the client that like you provide, you know, 30 days of email support after the fact, but then they would need to hire someone else for that ongoing small tasks that aren't necessarily going to fill up an entire day of work. Right. And I would imagine, I mean, I know the answer to this, but I would imagine that this type of service and like putting this into your business is that premium price that you were talking about that you wanted to charge. Am I right in saying that? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so have you found that it's more difficult to book these type of clients? Because I know with my students that I work with, that's our goal. Like we don't want to be in that hourly rate anymore where we're trading dollars for hours. We want to charge that more premium price. And obviously by, you know, narrowing in on one service and getting known for that, that's one step how we can do this. But I would love to get your perspective on having this more premium price? Is it difficult to do the day rate thing? What has been your experience with that? Mm -hmm. It's definitely something that I was a little bit worried about in the beginning. I had already made the switch from retainer clients to more project-based work just with going to online course creation. And so I was kind of used to the constant search for more clients in a sense instead of the retainer work. But honestly, I found that booking day rates, like booking a full day with a client for whatever reason is way easier to sell on a discovery call than a longer drawn out project. I think for those clients that know what they want and are excited about getting their project done in a day, they're like, yes, like let's do it. And they're sold. And so, um, like in, to give you an idea in the last two months, so since mid August, that's when I first started offering day rates. I booked the equivalent of 10 full day intensives in that amount of time. So right now, each full day intensive is priced at like $1,000. And I would say that this is the least stress that I have been in my business. So even though it is that process of continually finding new clients and finding new projects, the amount of time that I'm spending working compared to my income is just way less stressful. And so if you like work out the timing, each full day that I do is about seven hours plus about three hours total of prep work and phone calls with them. So about 10 hours total per intensive booked. And as I've kind of figured out that timing and that process of talking with clients, I would say my business has shifted to about 25% direct networking in Facebook groups and about 75% either just referrals or people that find me on their own. And so I think part of that has just been niching down and figuring out what service I want to offer. And so now that I've got that figured out, moving to day rates, 
Um, I'm not spending a whole lot of time searching out clients, honestly, just through referrals and people finding me on their own. It's not a lot of extra time spent doing that finding clients portion. And then just as far as, cause I know like you're a mom, you have, you have a little guy. And then I know like some of my other listeners are moms. How does that work? Cause I mean, like you have to be, you know, have a whole day books as opposed to, you know, I know how my business works. Like sometimes I get up in the morning, do a little bit of work, nap time. If nap time's available, I do work. So how has that been navigating that with your little one at home? What do you, what do you have set up to help you with that? Yeah, absolutely. So I am super, super lucky because my mom actually helps out a few days a week and watches my son on the days that I have intensives booked. So I, it's great because she's a little bit flexible with her schedule and I can all, I can book my schedule around her schedule as well in terms of booking these full day intensives. I would say it definitely would be harder to do it with my <laughs> little guy like running around. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. I know, I think if your kids are older and more, you know, self-sufficient, it would probably be a lot easier to do that with your kids around as well. Um, but for me, that trade-off is he's able to go somewhere for a couple of days a week and the other days a week, I'm not working at all anymore. Like, you know, it's checking emails, responding to a couple emails, but it is, there's no client work on the days that I'm home with him. So I found before when I was doing a little bit of everything, I was working six to seven days a week randomly here and there. And mm-hmm. so now I just feel like I have a really clear separation between like, this is when I'm working and now I'm not working. So the next question I know I'm going to get from people is getting over that fear of charging that premium price, whether you're, you know, going to go the day rate route or you're just getting, you're niching down and you want to say like, I'm going, I'm not going to do hourly anymore. What did that look like for you? How did you overcome that fear of thinking, who's going to hire me for this? Who will pay for this? Whether that was when you first got started with your um, course design or when you went to that day rate route. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, I would say it really comes down to the more and more that I practiced and learned, the more confident I became. And so in the beginning, it was like when I first set up someone's online course, it was at a way lower rate. I was learning and practicing But with that came confidence. So with every new client, I raised my rate a little bit after that. So investing in learning more and watching those video tutorials on the platforms that I was working in really helped build my confidence so that I could feel good about those higher rates that I was charging. And I think the biggest thing to really remember is that just because something becomes easy for you doesn't mean that it's easy for other people. And for whatever reason, we've got this idea in our minds that if we're charging this higher premium price, the work should be like painful or difficult for us. (laughs) And it's not true. Like we don't deserve the money if it's not, you know, easy for us. And so I think as things do become easier and we become more confident, it can almost become like we're second guessing ourselves. Like, well, why would someone pay me to do this when I can set up a course in a day and it's not, you know, difficult for me. And I think um, just conversations that I've had with clients continues to remind me, they're like, 
oh my gosh, this would have taken me forever to try and figure out on my own. And you put in the time where you figured out things and it probably took you a lot longer in the beginning. It took me way longer to set up a course in Kajabi when I was first setting or first starting out than it does now. And so um, I think we just have to constantly remind ourselves, like, I have learned, I have spent time practicing this. Um, and so they're not paying for this hour of my time, they're paying for my skills and expertise and all the work that I've put in before this. So, so true. You brought up like two really great points. The first one is something that I truly believe in is taking the action because it can feel overwhelming when you're like, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to do this. How am I going to start charging for this? But it is, it's taking that action, whether that's, you know, learning that new platform or getting on that discovery call or asking for the sale. Like, It comes from taking action and you can't know whether someone's going to pay that price for you if you don't ever ask or you don't ever do. So I love, 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 love that you said that because it's so, so true. And also the second thing about things that come easy for you don't come easy for everyone else. And this is something that I constantly have to remind myself too, which is, it's funny too, because that mindset piece, and it's something I I constantly talk about. It's a daily thing. Like it's not something that once you get past this first hurdle, it's like, Oh, you know, I'm, you know, healed forever. You know, my mind's, you know, totally on the right track. I constantly have to remind myself too, you know, when I went about selling the course, it's like, who's going to buy this from me. But I think you like talked about it too, hearing it from the clients and the same thing with me, like hearing from my students, them saying like, wow, I'm really seeing results. This was so eye opening for me getting those. And that's why I always encourage people getting testimonials, no matter how big or how small the project was, because it's looking back on that stuff and hearing those kind words from clients that will really help you take that next step. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So if someone was thinking about you know, they're listening to this podcast right now and they're like, Ooh, this sounds intriguing. Like I would kind of love to do what Courtney's done that, you know, that really is appealing to me. What would you say to someone who's thinking about adding this type of service to their business model? Yeah, I would say the first thing would just be really think through what do you enjoy doing? So on these intensive project days, you know, you're really focused for a long period of time to accomplish that project. And while in the moment, sometimes can be like, oh my gosh, you know, I've got so much to do and you're working. And at the end of the day, you're like, that went by so fast. Number one, <laughs> like when you're doing something that you love, it goes by so quickly. And so making sure that it is something that you enjoy is important. Otherwise you're going to be like, this day is never ending. <laughs> like why, why did I sign on to do this project? And so I think it's important to really think really hard about, you know, what am I enjoying doing? What do I not enjoy doing? And help that shape what you could offer in a day. The second thing would be invest in kind of up-leveling your skills if you need to be, feel more confident in what you're offering. So think about, you know, watch those video tutorials, find a course, find some way that you can be confident in what you're offering, because if you're confident, then it's going to be way easier to get on those discovery calls and be able to sell a full day package to someone at a premium price. And then the last thing I would say is definitely check out Sarah Massey's course, Date Rate Mastery. So that is the course that I took all about VIP days, intensive days, and it was so incredibly helpful. I binged her course and over like a weekend and had the new business model set up 
and pitch the idea that next week. And it was definitely like we had talked about earlier, just take action and go for it and do it. And so I haven't looked back since then, but she really goes over her step-by-step process for day rates and all of the objections that clients might have and how you can deal with them. And I found that so helpful. You know, what if a client doesn't get their work done by the time they're supposed to get it done? What do you do? And so she kind of goes over all of those what ifs that you might be thinking right now about possible things that could happen and how you can handle them. Oh, I love that. And you, you shared a link with us as well, too, that I'm going to link in the show notes. So if anybody wants to, you know, learn more about day rates, learn from Sarah, they can go and grab that. So thank you so much for, for sharing that. Well, Courtney, you have just been oh, amazing. Like I have loved, loved this podcast interview. Where can my listeners connect with you more if they want to learn more about what you do and what you offer? Yeah, so definitely you can learn more about me and my services on my website. So that's just CourtneyIbinger.com. And then also come follow me on my Facebook page, Courtney Ibinger LLC. I'm still terrible about Instagram. Need to work on that. (laughs) I'm on Instagram, so you can come find me, but (laughs) I don't post in there very often. Um, (laughs) So those are the main places that you can find me right now. Right. Well, hey, I'm all about marketing where it's effective. And if Facebook is where it is for you, then keep going with that. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you again so much for coming on the Freelancer to CEO podcast. It has been a blast. And I know my listeners are just going to love this episode. Thank you so much for inviting me in. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.